0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know that y'all have other things you could do. So thank you much Uh, for those of all of y'all that continue to uh, share the podcast and tell others about it. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Uh, Take a quick minute to tell you about something and then we'll get started. Uh, We're going to be starting to create some quizzes online, uh, maybe some other education materials uh, based on the podcast in the American Soul project. And so uh, we'll, we'll have more to say about it later as the summer develops, but we'll probably start to push out a few of these, uh, see what y'all think, see what feedback y'all have and see how we need to adjust them but it's a big deal for the kids to be able to access this material a number of ways it ought to be it's a format that a lot of schools use already so kids would be able to get on it and do it there uh, and at home anywhere if you're homeschooling in particular Uh, one of the first ones that we're probably going to do is a Uh, little quizzes, kind of game on some of the founding education in America. So has some pretty good potential. We'll see what y'all think, how you like it, and kind of go from there. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time that you're giving us to turn this country around. Uh, The time that you give me to record this podcast and the people who listen and share it, be with them and their families. Be with us as a nation. Help us to wake up, to turn to you, to follow your Son, Jesus Christ, and his commands. Give us a strong faith. Give us wisdom and courage. Watch over our leaders, our uh, president, vice president, admirals, generals. Senators, representatives, watch over our law enforcement, particularly those who are down on the border these days. Bring them home safe to their families. Help us to secure our borders. Help us to defend life and liberty. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Thank you for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us in this great nation. And God, my words, in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to, I don't really think I have anything, uh, any kind of homestead update. Everything is growing very well right now, both weeds and plants uh, and trees uh, have not been able to get out into the garden because it's been raining pretty consistently, which is fine because in a couple months we'll be desperate for it. Uh, That just means that my work is piling up but that's okay too so I think that's about about it yeah we're gonna go into talk about immigration today uh, if you're not following the disaster that our border is uh, you should be and because it has huge implications Uh, we're going to spend probably a couple days on this few days we'll just see Uh, and we're going to lean pretty heavily on an article by kevin i'm going to pronounce this wrong and i apologize porteous Uh, it's an article out of 2012 titled immigration and the american founding Uh, and we're going to use some of the quotes that he used in there uh, as well as a few of his own comments uh, and just kind of run through some things. So, today, really, what I would like to talk about is the difference in the way that our founders viewed citizenship versus uh, how we see it today versus other countries before the American founding. And the real simple division is basically whether you were a subject or a citizen, whether you had free will to choose where your allegiance lay or whether your allegiance was based on where you were born and you had no say in that allegiance once you reached adulthood. So the old, uh, the idea that you were a subject, and Blackstone, who we've talked about on this podcast a number of times, this comes out of his commentaries on the laws of England, Allegiance, both express and implied, is, however, distinguished by the law into sorts or species, the one natural, the other local, the former being also perpetual, the latter temporary. Natural allegiance is such as is due from all men born within the king's dominions immediately upon their birth. For immediately upon their birth they are under the king's protection, at a time, too, when during their infancy. They are incapable of protecting themselves. Natural allegiance is therefore a debt of gratitude, which cannot be forfeited, canceled, or altered by any change of time, place, or circumstance, nor by anything but the united concurrence of the legislator legislature. For it is a principle of universal law that the natural-born subject of one prince cannot, by any act of his own, no, not by swearing allegiance to another, put off... Or discharge his natural allegiance to the former so you see the idea there that wherever you're born uh, that's where your allegiance lies that's where it has to lie and it cannot be transferred no matter what you want as a private uh, as an individual entity if you will right uh, which for those of y'all that are Christian and you know a little bit about the Bible that really that idea goes Uh, against, uh, at least my understanding, and I would assume most of y'all's teachings, the teachings of the Bible, the free will, right? God doesn't force us to follow his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't force us to believe in him. He doesn't force us to follow the Ten Commandments. Now, yes, there's a discipline that comes for those of us that believe when we go against uh, his laws and commands. uh, There's problems, there's consequences here on earth but he doesn't force us to he gives us free will we get to choose whether we want to follow god uh, or not follow jesus christ believe in jesus christ as uh, my lord and savior uh, as the only way that i can get to heaven or not i have that choice and so uh, you know it this idea that well you're you're born in america uh, you must always be an american you can never transport your citizenship to another country or, you know, you pick your country. I'm born in Russia, have to stay in Russia, can't ever, no matter what I do, I can never be a citizen of a different country. So that was kind of the old, uh, as this article talks about here, the kind of the feudal system, right? And so you can counter this. You can look at the opposite where Jefferson uh, talks about to remind King George that our ancestors before their immigration to America were the free inhabitants of the British dominions in Europe, and possessed a right which nature gave to all men of departing from that country in which chance, not choice, had placed them, of going in quest of new habitations, and of their establishing new societies, under such laws and regulations, as to them shall seem most likely to promote public happiness." And so Jefferson, on the other side of this, he's saying, no, no, as citizens, we get to choose where we go, Uh, you know, and we get to, we don't have to stay here. We don't have to remain citizens to this country. We can move on, leave, go somewhere else, choose to start a new country. We can choose to become uh, participants in another country. And we have that right as individual citizens. We're not forced, based on our birth. To be citizens of a particular country because that was by chance that wasn't our choice right. So let me read one more a little bit. And, and this is actually so this part here is part of mr. Porteous if I'm saying that right again, if not I apologize these are some of his own comments. obligation for Jefferson as a result of free choice on the part of the individual. One is not bound to a ruler to whom he has not given his free consent. Thus, if an individual chooses to depart from the regime of his birth and to associate with a new one, he has an inherent right to do so. This is not a right of Englishmen under English law, but an inherent right under the laws of nature and of nature's God. It inheres in all individuals as individuals, simply by virtue of their humanity. Sorry, I lost my place there, folks. And may not be rightfully curtailed and destroyed. The individual only owes allegiance to those to whom he has freely given his consent. And so we've talked about this here too, laws of nature and of nature's God. That's a direct reference to Christianity. Uh, And so this author is saying what Jefferson was talking about is it's not just an English right for an Englishman. It's, It's anybody based on god creating them they have this right to choose who their allegiance is to where it lies uh, and how they're going to enact that right so you, you see this divide here between okay you're you're born here you have to be a citizen versus or you have to be a subject versus yeah you're born here and especially as a child yes you're going to be a citizen of this, you're going to follow the laws of this particular country. But when you reach adulthood, you have the choice to choose to remain subject, to remain a citizen of that country or to go somewhere else. Yeah. Trying to figure out. I think this is This quote I'm about to read is by Wilson, James Wilson, uh, who we've talked about a little but not enough on this podcast. And I can't remember enough to tell you right now. (laughs) I should have gotten a little excerpt about Wilson. Let me see if I can find one real quick. You would think I would have all this stuff And I thought I did have it all together, but obviously I did not. It's one of the great things about having resources right around you. So James Wilson, this is out of uh, America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations, by the way, Uh, great reference. Uh, Supreme Court Justice by President George Washington in 1789, one of the six founding fathers to sign both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, uh, very active in constitutional convention, spoke at least 168 times, uh, Came the first law professor of the University of Pennsylvania. So a lot of attributes here in this quote of his a man is deemed a dangerous enemy or a suspicious friend because he previously deemed because he is previously deemed a opportunent or a slave to that country in which he chanced to be born so what he was saying is if you're going to treat people as if they're always a citizen of whatever country they were born in regardless of what their own desires are then you're going to have to treat good people with good intentions poorly and bad people with evil intentions well sometimes, right? So if, if you're friends with a country, then you're friends with everybody there, regardless of whether they're good or bad, which makes no sense. And if you're enemies with a country, then you're automatically enemies with everybody there, regardless of their own character, integrity, virtue, which makes no sense either. And so he was really kind of expounding on this idea. You you can't force people to be a permanent citizen. And so we're going to, we'll talk about this some more, but what that leads to folks, it's a double-edged sword. If you're an immigrant looking for a place to go, that's great. You have that choice, but the people you have to come into a, a, a contract, so to speak with the people that live in a society. And if, those people there also have rights right and this is how this ties into the immigration problem that we have today in america just because you want to come to america doesn't mean you have a right to come to america you can try and come to america and if the people in america want you to come then you have that ability but the people in america also have rights and this is true for any country folks if you want to go to italy that's great as long as the italians want you there but if you have values that go against the founding principles of that country, if you if you don't like the founding principles of Italy, if you don't like the principles of that society, the values, then those Italian citizens also have a right to reject you. And, and you see this in, in almost every other country around the world. And this makes sense. It's only here in America where we've decided, well, you can come. Your right to come trumps our right as citizens to say, no, you can't come, especially if you're coming as a criminal breaking the law. And that's just nonsense. And it's gonna—it's just causing havoc. Look, not to mention the birthright citizenship, which is really tied into what we talked about today. And just because you're born here doesn't mean you should always or even automatically have the rights of a citizen. If your parents come here, swim across the river, or fly here on a plane right before they're about to give birth so that you're born here, that is not what the founders and the lawmakers, that that is not what they intended for you to just automatically receive birthright citizenship. And the country, not only that, even if it was the intention, which it wasn't, a country has the ability to say, no, we have requirements for citizenship. If you want to be a citizenship, a citizen here, we've got requirements and you have to meet them. And if you don't meet them, then you can't be a citizen here. And that's completely acceptable. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We require it. Of all the immigrants who do everything the right way, they have a test to pass. There's requirements for them. It's a long, lengthy process if you know anybody that's done it. Maybe just maybe if we required a little bit more out of our own citizens who were already here, that citizenship would be valued a great deal more. And that's a really lengthy conversation. But there it is. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk some more about this later. Hope you all have a good rest of your day.